How, how come this isn't functioning? This is a weird episode. Byron, what does your hat mean? Oh, Kilroy? Yeah. It's, 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 well, it's a clothing line that my buddy and I have tried to start, but he's currently a overseas in the military. <laughs> so oh. he, it, we can't really work on it very much because he's busy in officer school um, in England. But, uh, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, Fair enough. It's crazy. He's, he's actually a Kingsguard or whatever with the well, black well, hat he, and the red. He's really good at what, what he does. And, I mean, he's only been in the military for this would be his coming in on his second year, I think. Um, but he he's just really good at what he does, and so that he that he was recommended to go to um, the Royal uh, Military Academy in England. But yeah, Whoa. he's an American. The RAF. So, yeah, Royal so Air Force or just not Royal the Air Academy? Force. I think oh, it's okay. Royal Academy or something. Okay. And so he's with a, a group of American soldiers that get to tra- get to train there, and it's different from American officers training school, which he still is a part of that. So he has to do. He's like doing both, which is is going to look really well, um, wow. like on his career or whatever. But he, he's a graduate from Western and stuff. Yeah, it's weird. He's That's got so his cool. masters yeah. at Western. You know? Does he call his his boss is who's a female does he call him mom her mom, mom? hello mom uh i don't know they do, I, I, they do <laughs> have different him. yeah they do have different stuff <laughs> but he did live over in england for a year when he was a graduate student so it's it's he has a lot of he's comfortable over there but anyway um kilroy is like a clothing line company that we started and it's based on a military character that was created in World War II called Kilroy, but it was spelled with one L, so it was K-I-L-R-O-Y. And it was a little figure, I'm sure you've seen him, he's kind of a guy looking over a brick wall with a long nose hanging out, and the GIs used to write that um, and say Kilroy was here, like on um, Mm, Nazi uh, towns or Nazi-occupied towns that they would liberate or whatever. And um, so it was kind of like a thing, and my buddy, his name is Devin. Devin and I, like, we became friends at, in, in kindergarten because we looked over it on my name tag. I was drawing Civil War characters, you know, like shooting. And on his name tag, he was doing Civil War air, or uh, World War II airplane, like, mm. dogfights. And we built, both just shared, like, a love of military history. And that's how our friendship started. So... And one of our favorite films growing up that we would always watch, like when I would go over to his house, was uh, Kelly's Heroes with Clint Eastwood. Oh, nice. And in that film, Kilroy, they, they used the Kilroy uh, symbol. So it was kind of like, it was kind of corny, but as kind of like a, a like a, to re- represent our friendship, Kilroy is kind of like a personal thing, but we kind of made it a little edgier, adding that extra L yeah, and yeah, putting yeah. it on the, you know on the for the clothing line um because it's kind of like tattoos and army and stuff like based is the right so that's yeah. <laughs> like your your foundation sort of a thing yeah it's yeah. not what i like it's just like the foundation of the clothing line thing and i'll have my own spin on it and then he has his own spin on it too but yeah <laughs> nice. yeah that's cool that's yeah super cool it's cool that there's like that much history behind like a name yeah so yeah he's like, like my best friend you know i've known him since like i said kindergarten so like it's just something that he he's like let's fucking do like a clothing line you know like, yeah <laughs> sure. like, why not yeah yeah and all his money 
he's not doing anything with his money at the, at the, at the moment because he's just, you know, <laughs> in the military. Up, so yeah. he's, we're, we're talking about hopefully trying to expand what we're started and trying to get that finalized. I get to see him for the first time in a long time, actually, in next weekend. So that'd be pretty nice. cool. Nice, yeah. dude. Nice. Yeah. Sick. Sick. All right. Well, this is the back-to-back happy hour. <laughs> Thanks for introducing that, uh, Byron. Sorry to <laughs> cut you off. Do it solo. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Um, this is our opportunity to talk about anything we want that's film or TV related. Uh, this week, we're going to give you our top 10 films that we watched in 2018. Um, Jacob came up with the uh, came up with the idea for this. I think it's a good idea. Kind of just talk about, kind of round out the year, just sort of talk about what we had been watching. Um, so these films we're going to talk about don't necessarily have to be released in 2018, but it has to be something that we watched this year. And uh, we also added the caveat that it can't be a rewatch. Unless it was some sort of kind of re-release edition, so for example, two thousand one released in seventy millimeter. Is that fair? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all know what's on the bottom of Keith's list now. <laughs> <laughs> That's ironic because it is on the bottom. Of list. Uh, <laughs> but that was the that was I couldn't think of another like example necessarily. I don't I don't know another like special edition that was released. I don't I don't know. We didn't really specify that as much. Um, but I can't think of another like really like special edition film that was released. Yeah, um, I, I feel like maybe if year. you like watched Lawrence of Arabia on VHS and then you saw it in seventy millimeter, I think that would like warrant the. You count. know what I mean? Like that would warrant <laughs> a change of experience in watching a, a movie. I mean, Just, seeing it at home and then seeing it in a theater, I think is warrants a yeah. change. Yeah, hundred percent fair. Hundred percent. So, so the way we're gonna do this. Is that uh, Byron and Jacob have kind of honorary mentions? I do not, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so they will kind of talk about their honorary mentions very briefly. Then we will go through our kind of ten through five, uh, ten through six, or whatever section. So that our first five films, um, we'll say really like very little about them. Just kind of maybe one or two sentences, just saying why maybe they're on the list. And then we'll go more into depth um, in the top five films, kind of save for time. That way we're not running for, like, for two hours or whatever. So <clears throat> um, if either one of you want to start, since you guys have the honorary mentions, I guess Jacob, if you want to yeah, start. Yeah, Jacob, go. Yeah, I can, just, I can just start. So I'll just go through all of, all of mine, or just a good chunk. Just go through the honorary mentions, okay. um, and then maybe... Tiny reason why. Yeah, just really short, and then I guess Byron can say his, too, and then we'll go into the cool. full list. Cool. So, first on my list, I'll just put these two together, Hereditary and A Quiet Place. And the reason mm, they're nice. on here is because they were such great theater-going experiences. You know, mm-hmm. um, A Quiet Place was so fun to sit there in a silent theater with people slowly chewing popcorn. It was really fun. Hereditary, with just the clicks and just and doing everything like in the <laughs> oh, theater right. with the yeah. audience. It was such a great audience to sit yeah. in the theater with. Um, so that's why that's on there. Um, another one is Avengers: Infinity War. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not like a crazy Marvel fan, but I do like Marvel. I do wish that I uh, thought the characters actually died, or, uh, you know, I wish there was a little bit more to it than that. But a little um, finality or something, yeah. Yeah, which, you know, they have to save the, the day. But still, like the experience of going and watching it with a group of people uh, was amazing. Um, Melancholia. I watched that one at home. Uh, I 
haven't seen much of Lars von Trier, and that was just such a treat to watch that. I'm surprised uh, that made it into your honorary and not into your your higher up. Yeah, hmm. I mean, I mean, it's it's a good one. Um, but yeah, <laughs> That's okay. you know, it's a good movie. It was, it's hard to narrow this down to a top 10. It, it's really, I, it really I think is, yeah. if I filled out this list tomorrow, it could, be, it could have been on my top 10. That's the thing. <laughs> um, a couple other ones in the mood for love. Uh, that mm-hmm. movie was just so good. And the yeah. color and the, the, um, Wong Kar Wai isms. <laughs> yeah, I played the, around with that one too. And actually that, I guess that would be on my honorary mention too. Oh yeah. Is on, oh, is that on, on your list? Oh, cool, I thought it cool. would be. It's not on my list. It, oh, it, wow. Very close. Very okay. close. Um, and then the last two. Uh, last night I watched Widows, the new nice. um, new uh, uh, Stephen Queen, Queen movie, yeah. and uh, it was pretty good. Uh, I don't think it's as good as Twelve Years a Slave. It's very genre, Keith. I think you might like it a lot. Um, I'd really like to see it. You know, the performance. I think we'll watch it when it comes out. Oh yeah. Whatever. The performances are really good, and it's definitely worth watching. And then the Daniel, very last Daniel. one is Game Night, because it's this movie that you think isn't going to be great, and then it's just amazing, and it's totally a guilty <laughs> pleasure. Uh, some really, really funny stuff in that movie. Um, so, yeah, those are my honorable mentions. Nice. Fantastic. Oh, Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. That's cool. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Cool little combo. Really funny kind of ensemble cast. Like, those guys are the main guys, for sure, but they're... There's so many just one-off, um, or you know, so many characters that you end up following in the movie, and it's hysterical. Um, it was super fun, and and watching it in the theater, the audience also really loved it too. So it's it's great when uh, when you can when you get that from a movie. Absolutely, yeah, it changes the whole dynamic for sure. Yeah, yeah, it totally does. All right, Byron, what do you got? Okay, so my honorable mentions. I'll just go real <laughs> brief through them all there's a lot so i'm just gonna I'm, i won't talk really about them i'll just I'll just, say just list them off yeah um uh happy end 2017 by michael haneke uh 1977's the american friend uh by vim vendors uh labelle Nuwus or new i don't know how to pronounce it but it's a 1994 four-hour film i think i talked about it earlier on the podcast it's really good uh the asphalt jungle uh by john houston 1950 uh, a Prayer Before Dawn, which came out this year. Uh, Milena, starring Monica Bellucci from 2000. Um, the Childhood of a Leader, 2015 film, which was really, really good. And his new film, Vox Lux, is coming out, and it's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, it that's sounds the one awesome. with uh, Portman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's directed by Brady Corbet. And, yeah, check out Childhood of a Leader. It's really good. Cool Hand Luke, 1967. Oh, I love Zic- that movie. Uh, Sicario, Day of the Soldado, 2018. The Kindergarten Teacher, 2018. Nice. A Mexican film called Healy, which came out in 2013, which is about the cartels. It's really good. Um, the Other Side of the Wind, which came out on Netflix not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, a Touch of Sin, which is a Chinese film that came out in 2013, which was really good. Um, it's based on true events. Uh, it kind of follows four stories. Um, and it's very like sociopolitical. It's, it's super good. Um, Death in Venice, which is a Lucchino Visconti film. Uh, set in Venice, obviously, in 1971, or made in 1971. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs by the Coen Brothers. Um, Still need to watch that one. A Sexy Beast by the guy who did Under the Skin, which is an amazing genre film starring Ray Winstone and Ben Kingsley. And it's an awesome British gangster film, um, just super unique and fucking 
really really cool it came out in 2000 it's um that was his first film? It's really good, yeah. Um, Interesting, I never heard of this one. In a movie called Force Maher, um, which is by the director of The Square, which was one of my favorite films of 2017, which won the best award at the Cannes Film Festival um, a year or two ago. But Force Maher, I think, won like maybe second or third place the year it came out. And then I actually really liked the movie Cam, which came out on Netflix not too long ago uh, this year as well. Um, so those are all my honorable mentions. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Quite a bit. Yeah. Cool. That list was way shorter than I thought it would be. <laughs> it's hard for him to I, pare I had down. to go fast. Because <laughs> I could go on and on and on about all these. <laughs> that's funny. Plus, the, that doesn't even mention all the films that you've seen before that you rewatched this year. Right. Too, like, exactly. Yeah. Quite a few. So. All right. Well, I'll kick us off uh, with the kind of first of the five, I guess. Um, for me, these films, they're a little bit interchangeable. It's a little hard sometimes to kind of pick like the, to pick yeah. an exact rank the for ordering. things. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but for me, so my first five are 2001, the 70 millimeter, uh, edition, uh, Mandy, the sacrifice, Jinro and the villainous. Oh, cool. Right so on. those are my... Right the ones and it's interesting too so to kind of help <clears throat> pick my list uh i sort of went back to my letterbox and kind of looked at all the films that i had yeah. like um done and these films are not necessarily rated in in order like i rated beast of no nations higher on some aspects than like the villainous for example oh, yeah. but it was sort of a mix for me of like Things I enjoyed, things that stuck out to me, things that I want to rewatch, things I thought were good, things I thought were important. It's just a, it's a kind of a, yeah. this conglomeration or whatever. So like, just because my list and letterbox or whatever is a certain way doesn't mean I like am stuck to that. So, so right. that's starting from 10, 10 to, to yeah. Okay, so that cool. goes from 10, 10 to, to six. six or whatever. So the first, first five Sweet. there. Uh, I, yeah. One thing, one thing we forgot to mention, um, is another caveat is th the things on your list couldn't be on your top 10 all time list. Um, did we say that? I don't know if we settled on that, but I think um, unless it was a re-release or something. Well, I don't know because one of mine, I feel like edged its way in there, but it was after <laughs> that. Okay. Okay. That's fine. So that's it's fine. hard to say. Okay. That's fine. But most of, I mean, the other ones just didn't show up on the ten. Like Jin Ro was on your top ten, but it wasn't on mine. So. Yeah. Because I I, I did know. watch that for the first time this year. I think it's but fair it's not game, on my though. it's not on my list. If it didn't show up on your yeah. list, but I think it's fair game. Like if it's okay, cool. Yeah, that's cool. Know. I don't have a problem with it because cool. we know it's in your top ten. <laughs> yeah, these yeah. are all yeah. brand new films that are not for, at least for me. For me, okay, then. that's yeah. fair. Yeah. All right, which one of you guys wants to go? next uh, Byron the next go. five okay All cool right. um so 10 to 6 or or whatever so five. yeah like keith these aren't in quite like like or like this is the best order i could do <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um but they fluctuate probably just depending on what mood i'm in but number 10 i think would be 1961's uh lanot uh which is the night by michael angelo antonioni um just super good black and white um italian film um and then a movie number nine birth which is also by the guy who did under the skin and sexy beast nice. um 
and it stars Nicole Kidman, and it's about uh, her husband at the very beginning of the movie dies, and a little boy comes in her life who says she he is the her husband reincarnate, and it's a very interesting um, drama slash maybe supernatural uh, film. It's really good. Um, Nicole Kidman like kills it. Um, eight would be a documentary called McQueen about the fashion designer Alexander McQueen. Oh yeah. Uh, seven Mandy. Um, just thought it was awesome. Oh, I'm surprised like, I didn't make it up yeah, higher on like, your list. Yeah, this is an. I mean, it, it might, but yeah, it's yeah, it's just awesome genre film. And then number six, uh, the new 2018 Paul Schrader film, First Reformed, um, oh, which is really good. Which is Damn like it. about like a pastor who it's kind of like Paul Schrader's 2018 version of Taxi Driver. Uh, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Man, I, I, yeah. I should watch that, actually, yeah. considering the story I just exactly. told you guys. Exactly, yeah, was, yeah. Damn. All right. It's, that's on my list. It's Especially really the cinematography of it. I oh, thought yeah. it was very interesting the way he decided to shoot yeah. it. So. so that was my number six. It's nice. definitely a good film. Uh, Ethan Hawke delivers probably the best performance he's done in a long time. Dude, he might be one of the most understated actors yeah. like in history. <laughs> like, <laughs> he is pretty good. <laughs> in cinema history. Because like he is so good in like everything he does. But I just feel like he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Yeah. As yeah. part of that. I don't know. Anyway. All right. Uh, Jacob, lay it uh, on us. All right. So my first one is this tiny little film called Black Panther 2018. Um, oh, and I, I... Overrated. <laughs> I like this one on here because I like, uh, like what I had to say politically. Um, at least in my opinion, politically, <laughs> um, it just felt like a really good film to come out at the time that it, that it did. And I feel, I, I, for me, it really resonates with how I felt after, um, Trump getting elected and, and all, all that stuff. So I, I thought that was really nice. Um, cool. number nine is 2002's hero. Um, just huge oh, yeah. fan of those colors man it's just the co- just the color alone mm-hmm. <laughs> uh just makes it such a joy to watch and all the choreography and all the oh, yeah. tiny attention to detail and production design that that went into the making of that film it's just so outstanding and i feel like everyone should watch that one before uh, before they die really i that actually that would have made it <laughs> on my list had i had i i'd seen it before so i couldn't count it but it would have made it onto my list oh yeah um it's just so it is so good it is yeah it's so super good. good um another one is one uh given to us by one of our guests one of our guests picked this film <laughs> uh, wait wait killer clowns <laughs> yeah yes. killer clowns no way david yes. miller uh thank you no Dave, for way. sharing this it was good dude wonderful film with us <laughs> um, awesome. i just i cannot believe that there's not a the sequel i just can't believe that there isn't one yet uh because it's I was actually reading about the sequels of the, of this film, and they said a potential title is "The Return of Killer Clowns from Outer Space in 3D." It's like a perfect, <laughs> perfect title for a sequel. <laughs> it's freaking oh, amazing. Um, but that movie is just a, a, a riot. Uh, it's just fun to watch. It's so absolutely. goofy and it's amazing. Um, number number uh, number seven is this huge film. Also from the podcast, it's it was uh, biggest flop of all time, and it um, is the reason why United Artists went away, <laughs> uh, <laughs> failed to exist, and it's Heaven's Gate. 
Uh, and really? Okay. I am I am not wow. a Michael Camino apologist at all, uh, but I do think that this film definitely got a, unfairly treated because of how much of an apparent douchebag Michael Camino is. Uh, but the movie itself is, I think, outstanding. And Keith, I think this is a film you would really like. Um, I do need to watch it. That was the one of the few, actually, might have been the only episode I was gone on for the whole year. Yeah, yeah, you were definitely uh, you were gone for that one. And I think this is a movie that you would be like, well, hang on, why is it? Why was it so shit on before? You know, so it, it's kind Fair of do, do, going through this critical reassessment right now, and I'm definitely on the, um, hey, this movie is good side of that. Um, so I'm I'm waiting for for that. Um, so ten, nine, eight, seven. Okay, my last one, number six, is Bicycle Thieves. Um, nice. which also was given to us by Nate, nasty Nate Sawtell. Thank you, Nate. Um, and this movie, I, I just, it really resonated with me for some reason. I, I think it's, I think it's because, uh, this experience happened to me and Tiffany while we were in Phoenix, we went around searching for her bike and we actually found it. Um, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So it, I think it resonated with me on just like that. Hey, I've been through this level. Uh, but also, I, I think it's a really interesting film uh, for for the um, Italians who were coming out of that uh, time of suppression and or, and you, you know with it, with how poor they were and how it's like, hey, let's just throw this together. And uh, I, I think it's a really interesting piece of history um, for for film, and it's a genre that can really only uh, show you the. Or it's a it's a genre of film that really dives into like the history of a the time and place when it came out, and I think that's really fascinating, almost in the same way that Black Panther does for me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's cool. Bicycle Thieves. Nice. I really like how different all of our lists are. Oh like, yeah, really, for sure. It would be super dumb if all three of us just listed like the same movies. Yeah, we like, all list uh, the house that Jack built for all ten. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know it's like number one or number two on both. On both I love how my devices. list is just like obvious as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, ruining it. I try uh, to I try to go for a variety on my lists, and then nail. you guys just because you guys just end up doing the same thing for both your lists anyway. I know. I have no variety in my film watching and my film taste at all. <laughs> Which will speak to the next movie. So. I'll kick us off on our, our top five here. And I didn't really have anything prepared, but I guess I can talk about it a little bit. So this is a film that I actually just watched a couple of days ago, um, which I thought was fucking awesome. In the Mouth of Madness. Nice. Uh, by John Carpenter, starring Sam Neill. And uh, I should know the lady's name, but I apologize, I don't. <laughs> um, anyway, watched this film a couple of days ago. And, dude, John Carpenter is just... He's the fucking boss. Julie Carmen, that's the other lady. John Carpenter is just he's the master, man. Like yeah. he is really it's tough to beat uh someone who just knows so like he knows every integral part of how to make a movie and how to make it well. Um and just owned the horror genre. He just took it and ran with it, which I think is really cool. Um and I just I just like his style and I like his movies and yeah, this one just <laughs> It's cool, man. It's the Cthulhu it mythos. I like. The, I don't like Lovecraft all that much. I think he's kind of a 
a hack writer who just spends a lot of time describing shit <laughs> instead of really getting to the meat of of like what's interesting. Um, but I do like the Cthulhu mythos quite a bit, actually. I think there's a lot of lot to do there with that. Um, I'm not entirely familiar with Cthulhu. Basically, it's like an interdimensional kind of like they call the old ones, so they're kind of these like uh, interdimensional sort of monsters are they invisible basically or can they be no invisible? they're not okay. usually they're just they're really grotesque sometimes hard to describe they have crazy ass names oh, cool uh cthulhu is kind of the more basic one where sort of this large being that's got like this sort of tentacle mouth thing oh, shit. um other ones are kind of like there's one i think that has like you know, a thousand eyes on it and a bunch of tentacles sticking off of it and it kind of hovers around. And it's just, it's it's really crazy kind of, there's a lot of imagination there with it, um, but it's sort of these bringers of destruction and the end of times and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, It's really cool. I really like it a lot. I like monster mythos a lot. So uh, I like it and I like seeing it on film. I don't think there's a lot of great adaptations of that or uh, interpretations of that. So to kind of see it in this, even though they don't show up all that much in this movie, to see it in this is pretty cool. So um, he uses yeah, he uses cool. a lot of the same kind of effect style as the thing, so it it uh, it 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 makes a lot of sense for the movie. Um, it's, but yeah, I, in the mouth of madness. I guess the the monsters they're it's kind of like the end of Akira, where it's like yeah. that, that weird grotesque like what is this monster? Like I, I think yeah. that's like in line with the Lovecraft. It is, and so is uh, Watchmen, kind of. So Watchmen, the, end of yeah, the, the end of the, the comic of Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah, is that, oh, cool, basically. Cool, Yeah. Yeah, so it's really cool. Um, South Park kind of plays up on it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, With the, my neighbor, South Totoro, Park, uh, like, touch on. So but there's so crazy. Actually, this movie has one of the coolest props I think I've seen, too, where it was basically this, like, it was like this slimy door with chains on it and it was kind of grotesque looking and then they had it like pulsate like the monsters were behind it like pushing on it but it was like oh, so it was cool. like kind of soft oh, and stuff wow. and it was just really creepy looking it was really cool have you but... seen videodrome not yet okay, okay. it's on my list okay it's on my list, yeah videodrome's so... cool it's on my list <laughs> but uh yeah that's my number five so there it is nice um who wants to go next should we just go in a circle yeah sure all right so jacob you can go next okay um my number five is I'm sure you guys have probably haven't seen it. I don't know if it's a movie you guys would watch, but you guys have definitely at least heard the soundtrack in in recent Ooh, um, okay recent months. Uh, probably <laughs> oh, no. annoyingly. Oh no! If you hang out with anyone, and that is uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. In oh, oh, Star is Born. I, I want to see Born. this. I I really actually I. I want to see this. I, I had plans to go see it. You realize never... Byron watches like every type of movie. It's out true. There. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I just no, like I'm, ripping I'm, on you guys. I'm actually super excited to see it because I'm a huge Lady Gaga fan, dude. Like, yeah, she's great. I am. I I have. I have. I own like every single fucking single of hers. Like like in CD form. You know what I mean? <laughs> All like, right. Let's not be creepy. Okay. Yeah. No, dude. Lady Gaga's the shit. I'm totally down for this movie. I just can't. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but it's it's. It's really good, and uh, you know every everything is just so well crafted, so well put together. I haven't seen any of the other A Star Is Born movies. I know of them, and I know which ones people like and which ones people don't like. Um, but 
the music just alone is so good. And there's this moment you actually see it in the trailer. It's my favorite moment in the whole movie. And it's when Lady Gaga finally decides to, to go out on stage, you know, as she's like working up the courage. And it's just, it gave me chills for like four minutes straight, dude. I'm not even oh, kidding. I was just that's sitting awesome. there. That's cool. Fuck, I was I like, love, yeah. oh, and, uh, I don't want to spoil anything for, for anyone, but there's a lot of things to feel with this movie. Um, so, you know, go into it expecting a lot of laughs, a lot of cries, a lot of sadness, a lot of happiness, a lot of, a lot of everything. Um, and the, the whole thing I think is remarkable that this is the fourth or I guess fifth rendition, if you include the Bollywood, uh, film, Mm -hmm. uh, but this is like the fifth version of this story, you know, with the rise and fall of a, of a star. And, uh, I think, I mean, I don't know, this is kind of, I feel like it's the best one. (laughs) But I haven't seen the other one, so it's really hard to say. But I'm totally on the love train for this movie, and I'm really hoping... It, I think it'll definitely get, like, best music at the Oscars and stuff. So if you're into that, then... then uh, It's definitely going to get Oscar wins. Was yeah. this his directorial debut? For it was, Cooper? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it nice. is. And actually, it's really interesting because he's directing, but it's he's starring in it, too. Uh, mm-hmm. And the camera does a lot of really really interesting stuff while it's on him it's very fluid it's very handheld um and it, it definitely it like floats around in really unique ways and i'm not sure how they decided to do all that stuff um but a lot of trust i think went into the you know the director of photography and stuff in order to to get everything that um they wanted or bradley cooper was just like yeah fuck it do it handheld let's go you know so, yeah, who i knows? mean so the I, cinematographer is Matthew Libatique. I mean, who's a god? Yeah, he's yeah. he's got he's made his waves. Let's, yeah, let's sure. Say. So I, I I heard that um that a lot of the almost all of the performing like the the musical performances not only were they filmed live but that they were almost all predominantly shot from the back. So it's yeah. actually from the back of the, the stage looking at the back uh, of the performers into yeah. the audience and that they filmed at real live like festivals. Um, yeah. Like uh, uh, Coachella and shit um, yeah. to get the real sense of people That's and cool. stuff, which is yeah. super impressive. They, uh, they did that. And also like in the, like the recordings in the movie are like from that live yeah which is is like i don't think all of them but i think like a good chunk are like yeah that actual performance which is neat yeah and what's crazy is matthew libatique doesn't really have a documentary background i don't think but he's i wouldn't i wouldn't call it documentary yeah it's definitely like feels staged Um, but i feel like it has to probably to make the audience feel like this really is a real live performance that he probably has to touch on like certain aspects of the of like music videos and live performances because you yeah. know what I mean to yeah. kind of get that lighting and all that correct. I'm that's one of the reasons why I'm really intrigued about the movie. Um, I, I think, just, I think there's definitely some truth to that. And I, I, I do think that they, um, they're definitely not using like the actual state. I'd be surprised to find out if they were using like the same lights that they use for this stage um, without like replacing the bulbs or something. Cause those, bulbs are just like sometimes so piercing and this movie you know and whenever you like go film a concert it's like like the pinks are way too hot on the on the person (laughs) or the greens are like have you guys filmed a concert and seen that kind of stuff or i filmed a concert but i didn't i the lighting just wasn't as as extreme i don't think 
Oh, okay. Um, so, so yeah, maybe it's just, you know, they. I think their lighting team did a really good job making it oh, feel like a concert, but not, um, uh, like, not so distracting, uh, like, with ha- the the colors. You, you know what cool. I mean? Yeah, nice. yeah. Yeah, it was definitely, That's like, awesome. it had the depth instead of that kind of blown out look. Yeah. Nice. So that is my number five. Sick. Oh, sweet. That's cool. I'm glad it popped up on your list. I mean, it's, I know Byron's definitely, it's a movie you'd watch Byron for oh, sure. For and sure, probably would yeah. dig a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I looked at it and was like, this, this is not going to be something. I that actually I really like those type of like <laughs> looking at like backstage music performers and just like, yeah. like Walk the Line and Ray and yeah. all those type of movies. I actually really enjoy. So like, I'll probably, I, I'd probably dig it. It's yeah. too bad. Um, <laughs> what was the Malik film that came out? Oh, song to song. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of similar to that, but Actually, I don't think it. That was the much. best one of the, his that, or at least my favorite of the ones that he's come out with in the last couple of years. I think that in Night of Cups. Um, Night of Cup, yeah, yeah. It's just song to song fits into that sort of genre that you were just talking about with the yeah. Movie. But it, I feel like it's yeah. I recently watched that Night of Cups again, and fucking Fabio is in it. <laughs> Has he popping, dude. dude? He uses all sorts of real life. Like, <laughs> like he uses fuck. real like as themselves people yeah just, he plays himself in and out of yeah. the movie it's kind it's of so awesome weird because it's like huge actors in there mm-hmm. that like they throw like a just huge hollywood in party the, in the background you're yeah. like what the fuck no yeah. yeah and then he would just introducing people he'd be like he'd ask them to like be in it but then he wouldn't yeah. really tell them much he would just say it's like crazy oh yeah so like the wall like goes up in flame and that's what he would just tell someone <laughs> and then they just be in his film. Like it's it's, it's that so movie's nuts. really trippy when you look at the production right. of it. But uh, all right, so what's your number five? So my number five would be Steve McQueen's Widows. Nice. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I really disliked what he did with like a genre film. I wasn't picturing Steve McQueen tackling a genre film for his next film. You know what I yeah, mean? That was very his, surprising. Like Hunger and Twelve Years a Slave and Shame are far from genre pictures. They 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 they're definitely pictures that explore a certain theme that he's interested in and widows does that but he also is really focused on story here and i think he's i think he's always done that but he takes it to another level here where it's like he's got a two-hour movie i mean it's it's little over two hours and it is so dense so full of um different plot points different a whole bunch of different character motivations um and he's touching on so many different themes of like sociopolitical, racial, um, you know, class, everything. And it all makes sense. And I never felt that it was too like overbearing on any of it. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought I was really impressed with that. And not only the fact that it was like helmed by an extremely well cast group of females um, that took like center stage, uh, it, it also like had you know robert duvall in there which is yeah. really cool and mm-hmm. impressive um and but yeah my biggest takeaway though really from the film was uh daniel kalua uh you know the actor from get out um who's also in black yeah. panther um i saw I, i've seen you know I, I saw get out i thought it was a really great movie and he was nominated for best actor from from that movie and he was good in sicario but i i didn't i didn't see the potential of seeing him in other roles and then i saw him play someone so different in this and i was like yeah. fuck this guy 
he can he has a range and he's he's very convincing and I, I so I was really surprised by that and really impressed by it. So I'm kind of really he's one of those guys now. I'm really excited to see what he's going to continue to do. Um, yeah. So that was kind of my big takeaway from that movie. Yeah, I nice. I, I will second that that his Sweet. performance was definitely a, a standout. Like I definitely I like the main performance and stuff, but like it, it, especially with how the the character feels at the beginning and how that kind of changes at the end like yeah. what you think he's gonna do and how you think he's gonna be part of the story is yeah. changing and i think it definitely makes him stick out as as a performance uh um, yeah. or his performance stand out and it's that that bowling scene is forever ingrained <laughs> in my brain because nice. um, it's a great scene um <laughs> So yeah, nice. that's a good pick. I uh, I th- I thought I was the special one who was the only person who saw this movie. So I'm glad, but I'm happy that I'm happy that it's uh, that it's on your list. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah no, sure. we talked about it. Uh, I think one of the days you were gone. Yeah, I saw it the day or... I saw it the day it was released. So I, I was stoked for it, man. Yeah. I was like pumped for this movie, and I'm it, it didn't disappoint. So I nice. I feel like Widows is one of those movies that was mismarketed too a little bit like i think so i think with steve mcqueen especially coming off of the type of movies that he's made before yeah. like it just it didn't didn't it wasn't marketed as this mcqueen movie which i yeah. think they should have banked on a little bit more i was the trailers i don't this has nothing to do with the marketing but the trailers before the film were all like bet films and mm-hmm. which which is fine but like doesn't that doesn't feel like the right space like i know it has a black director and viola davis is the star of this movie but i wouldn't say it's like that kind of movie at all you, you know what i mean for sure <laughs> yeah exactly no, like I it's not like think... a southern uh it's just not like that it's totally <laughs> just genre like it's totally it's not like uh... which they're so afraid to like market for yeah like people are so afraid to market for genre it's so weird even though most films will become genre films and then that's why people like them is because they're like the i want to go watch a fucking lost movie dude like yeah i want to go watch revenge yeah. like i i like you know like john wick is a fucking genre film yeah and exactly. it fucking did it like super well <laughs> exactly and, but saying, like superhero so. is a genre film but people don't call it genre film <laughs> You know what I mean? I know. Yeah, it you can't get more genre, genre than which is like, such baloney. But yeah. that's okay. Cringe. Actually, Cringe. there was a superhero movie that made it onto my my top three. One actually. Oh, did. maybe Logan. Was kidding. that this year? Or was I already Logan saw. Was, I, Logan can't count because oh, I watched yeah. it before we did. I'm just joking. There's. Oh, no you can put oh, the okay. black and white. I was like, what, what could this be? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So my number four is Hereditary. Okay. Nice. It popped up on Jacob's um, honorary mentions there. So yeah, this this was a fucking awesome horror movie. Uh, one that relied more on the thrills and suspense than uh, anything sort of jumpy. I don't remember if there was actually even a jump cut in the or a jump cut. Sorry. Um, what the fuck are they called? Jump scare, jump scare in the yeah. movie. Um, it was just it was true and true horror. It's good good stuff. Um, actually, it's funny. I'm gonna do a quick quick little plug to something so we watched the first episode of the the haunting of hill house actually oh, last cool. night too nice and it reminded me a lot of hereditary oh wow um and it's pretty rare that a, a tv show really grabs me in the first episode yeah. but damn dude haunting a hill house. i heard really good things about Fucking this grab me oh shit grab me and it's it's holding me there um but uh yeah so i don't know i don't know we kind of talked about hereditary a little bit i think on like a happy hours or something uh but yeah it's a 
great horror movie, great cast of characters. Tony Collette um, has kind of been her sort of, I guess, renaissance period, uh, kind of popping up. And uh, I can't remember the the little girl in it either, but oh, she did yeah. a good job. She's awesome in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, pure horror, horror that you don't really get in um, many films nowadays or just in general. So, Hereditary number four. Nice. Sweet. That's a good pick. I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Hereditary. It's definitely one that I'm interested in rewatching because um, there, it's, it's, there's a little bit more to chew on there, I think, too. So, Hereditary was on In Your Honorable Mentions, right? Did Jacob? you watch it? Yeah, 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 we did it oh, for the you podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't remember if you'd seen it or not. It, it no, wasn't my uh, honorable mentions. Um, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just not a big horror guy, but I do for recognize sure. that it's great. I really I liked I it. it. And I like uh, the end more than you guys, I think. The end was, was all right. Yeah, I think. I think I liked it more than you guys. I really I liked Hereditary. I just, it didn't reach my honorable mentions, but... It, it was still really good, though. I, I for, for horror films, yeah. especially modern horror films, fuck, it was yeah. the best yeah. I've seen in a long time. Besides, like, maybe Suspiria or something. And it definitely has one of, like, the better trailers to be released in a long yeah. time, I feel like. I, I don't know if I would have put it on my honorable mentions had I watched it at home. I, I think seeing it in the theaters was what made that so special oh, yeah. for me. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, I told you. It would have been way weaker. Didn't at home. put Suspiria down as my, in my honorable mentions. Fuck. It didn't even make it in your top 10. <laughs> it didn't. What is happening? It didn't. I mean, <laughs> it didn't make it in mine either. Well, if it's hard, though, to. because it's so. It was really good. I, it, it was really good. But all these fluctuate, man. It's so tough because it's like, how do I, how do I compare Suspiria, which came out this year, to. Lanot, which came out in 1961, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard for me to like, because I watched so many, like you said, so many different types of movies from so many different types of like genres yeah. and times that it's hard for me it's to fun. like. Yeah. So it's like, like, how do you do it? It's yeah. not. It's not as strong as yeah. the original. Because like Lanot so. is gonna do for do more for me. Like it's gonna do more for like technically. Like it's going to inspire me more than Suspiria sure, did. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or the the remake of Suspiria. Even though I really liked it, if that makes sense. I don't know. Because it's going to because Suspiria will be in my top fifteen of two thousand eighteen. Will be in your top like if you were to pick a t- just twenty eighteen films though, it definitely have to show up in your top ten. I feel like it'll be top fifteen. I I can't say really? because I haven't seen Vox Lux. I haven't seen right. Um, well, climax, climax is next year. No, that's next year actually. But I think it's the favorite. I think it's released. Uh, limited before okay. 2019 or 2018. I don't know though. Maybe. Fair enough. But then, uh, but the favorite, the mule. Like, there's still yeah. so many that I haven't seen yet. I feel like the mule's gonna be good, but it's not gonna be like. I know, but like amazing. I love those type of movies, though. You know. Oh yeah. So Fair it's enough. like. Fair enough. Um, for sure. Uh, one last thing I just want to say about Hereditary, though, it has one of the, my one of my favorite shots uh, of this year, though. Um, quick little. <laughs> Can spoiler, I guess which one, one it is. Sure. Is it the shot of the uh, the just the severed head? <laughs> It's not that. It's not that one. I thought that was cool. I thought that was that was a great cut. That was a great editing moment for this year. And how long long it's on there? It's on there for a while. (laughs) It's great. I know it's super great that they sit on it for a while. But I actually the shot where he sits up in bed and then it slowly brightens. It's like really dark around him and then slowly brightens and then you see her 
on oh. the wall in the corner. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then she kind of just floats the fuck yeah, out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like doggy paddles out of the room. Yeah. Oh, man. What a great, <laughs> yeah. what a great shot. Like the guys dude. from Half Baked when they're super high. <laughs> yeah. you, guys, you, guys, you guys have seen that movie, right? I have it. Yeah, actually. Oh, yeah. I think remember I have, when they're yeah. really high and they're like swimming through the air when yes, they have I the so. really good weed? That's <laughs> amazing. I feel like that got quite a few scares, though, in the theater. It definitely like, did. Yeah. And, um, Haunting of Hill House does a very similar shot to it, which I thought oh, was super nice, sick. Nice. So. Anyway, hereditary. All right, Jacob, we got to move on a little bit. Uh, we'll okay, take number a lot more time four for me is Gummo. Nice. Yeah, Gummo. So you guys turned me on to this uh, <laughs> Harma, Harma Nickel Bread Karen, and uh, <laughs> and he's he's pretty good, I think. Um, he's okay. I watched Spring Breakers <laughs> before. Um, and it was just like, wow, this is really neat, like different kind of movie. Um, didn't really resonate with me, but this time around after watching Gummo and Julian Donkey Boy and, uh, Trash Humpers, it was like, oh, <laughs> like I get what this is saying. Kind of get it. Like yeah. I get what this is talking about. I get what this is trying to say about spring break. Um, but I think Gummo is definitely, uh, Karen's like. Uh, best film that he's made and i think a big part of that is uh just how um it, it is like telling this story that uh, from a perspective and from the point of view of people who we never get stories from and i think trash humpers also does that really well um but i mean gummo just like stands out it's mm-hmm. just you know what it is. It's the the kid eating spaghetti in the bathtub. I think is what it is, and <laughs> yep. then dropping his chocolate bar that his mom the got bacon, from a Girl Scout, <laughs> to, like to bacon strips t- t- <laughs> to the wall. Oh, <laughs> uh, the movie is just so memorable, um, and there's all these. I like. I feel like the my criteria for is a film good is like is there a memorable scene? Is there a memorable image that you think will stay in your brain forever and i think those are the things that are that are worth mentioning and for for me gummo did that in a few different spots um so that's why i put it on here nice sweet glad i'm glad that one popped up that's pretty awesome i'm mostly just trying to impress you guys you yeah know? No, i am I actually am impressed with that that's, yeah like i want i want you guys to good. to come suck me off after this <laughs> Was that I was gonna say, I know we're the cool kids on campus, but that went a whole different direction. Yep. <laughs> Going with the penis jokes again. Jesus. So I'll see you guys here in 20 minutes? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, all right. Oh, shit. Byron, <laughs> um, number four. My number four would be 2014's Leviathan, um, which is directed oh, by I that think. Russian uh, film director. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's uh... <laughs> Check off. It starts with a Z. Uh, I think it's Andre. Andre Zivjegstin. Yeah, I have no idea how to pronounce it, but it's it's really good. Check it out, Leviathan. Um, Zivjegstif. It's Zivjegstif. It's just I don't know how to describe it. Like it has such a good sense of atmosphere. The locations are like just unlike anything I've seen really in a movie. It's set in this like port town in Russia on the coast, and it. It's just it's like beautiful but cold, um, and it and it's it's kind of like a a, 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 a like a little bit of revenge, um, kind of like lower class people fighting against the the top 
you know, mm-hmm. um, kind of film. It, it's just, it's it's kind of a dispute over land. And it's just really, it says a lot about, like, humanity, but also is also, like, a parable to, like, what's going on in Russia. So hmm. it's just really, I don't know, I just, it was really powerful to me. Everything about it was super good. The performances were, like, just some of the best you'll see ever you know um from actors that you'll probably never see in anything you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they're, but they're just so fucking good you know just everything about the movie was just like really perfect um it was just, it's one of those like near you know it near perfect movies that just like hardly ever comes my way i was so impressed with it that i i watched every single film that he did in two days or whatever it was wow. like nice. it just really impressive stuff so yeah leviathan that's, that's cool that that film has been on my list of films to watch since 2012 i think <laughs> like, like it's just been sitting there i keep like moving it down uh in my it, this used to be an actual list now it's a theoretical list but uh it's still like whenever i see it i'm like oh i gotta watch that it's really good if you ever have like two and a half hours of just like you want to see something different but just all around super solid that grips you surprisingly like you don't really think it's going to grip you and then you know 30 minutes in you're you're in for it you know like it's (laughs) one of those it's just it really just hooks you in nice fantastic um all right so the big top three the big ones the big ones um my number three is Suspiria. Um, <laughs> which is... <laughs> what did you say? I booed you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, huge surprise, I'm sure. I'm sure all the listeners yeah. are, are fucking... I just... feel like I could guess your top. I, I could guess your next two, Keith. I don't think you'll guess the first one at all. Okay. You might guess one. You'll guess one of them, but you won't guess the other one, I don't think. Um... <laughs> So, I'd be curious to hear what you think, though, or what yeah, you guess. I will. Next time around, we'll start guessing. Okay. Uh, yeah, Suspiria, um, you know, my adoration for the original Suspiria is, I wear that, you know, on my sleeve. Like, it's amazing movie, hugely important in my kind of development and thought process in film. Was super, super stoked to watch this one. We drove kind of far to go see it. Um and it didn't disappoint. It was great, great film. I'm super happy it was not the same as a rehash or some weird right. direct retelling of the original. I, I'm, I'm glad it was really different. Um, I really want to rewatch it. I didn't get a chance to rewatch it in theaters, which is a little disappointing for me. But I'm really stoked to to throw that one on again. Um, it's just it's fucking great from beginning to end. Really, just really good. Um, but if you want to hear, I won't go too deep into it. So if you want to hear a little more about it, check out our happy hour episode on Suspiria. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jacob. Um, my number three is Old Boy. Um, oh, fuck nice. yes. Bit, first time watching it this year. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, dude, watched it sick. for this pod. Um, and uh, I, I, I like the Oedipus story. That was that's one of the few stories that um, in in high school that actually stuck with me and 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 stayed with me. I just thought it was really interesting and I liked uh, uh, everything about it. Also, the idea of the Oedipus complex is absolutely fascinating to me because because uh, of the tabooiness of it. Um, yeah, yeah. So just like that alone, but like it's also these tiny little details, like the 
like the ant and the you know the ant thing and the what mm-hmm. it, it was an ant right in the subway uh yeah yeah i think so yeah, I think so. There's so ants are sort of a theme. Oh, yeah, in that movie the ants. In general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ants, I was, I was yeah. like, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. It's just like those yeah. weird, like that weird stuff in there where I'm just like, wow, that's really neat. Like, uh, who would ever make that? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, it's just cool that it, there are a lot of things, in, like outside of the ultra violence and, and the one shot that everyone loves, you know, um, in the hallway. But there's still like all this really, really interesting. Uh, revenge stuff in there and the fact that it's a revenge on a revenge is really cool twist spoilers um but uh and i guess the oedipus thing is a spoiler too but uh <laughs> but yeah the, the it's just a good movie you know it's just what it's it, it's just this um icon of of um korean cinema and the beginning of Absolutely. like hey here are the here are the guys who know how to take from the coen brothers and make good films uh with it mm-hmm. <laughs> so good good on them good on them 100 percent, yeah we did we all think i think i think all of us think that's a phenomenal movie that's a must watch regardless yeah, definitely. Of, of what yeah. you're really into it's definitely a must watch type movie so. this is so like thematically rich mm-hmm. like yeah totally it, yeah. totally is all right, Byron, give us your uh, number three. My number three would be this year's uh, You Were Never Really Here by Lynn Romsey. <laughs> um, nice. Uh, just, I guess that would be an honorable mention for me. Yeah, it's just, it's just you know, super good genre film that's just done in a way that you've never really quite seen before. It doesn't, it doesn't really pull any punches, and it doesn't give you much to go on. It, it, it really is bare bones and it really makes the viewer think about like what the character's motivations are and kind of like what what's kind of going on um and then also by the end of the film it it has some like hallucinatory dreamlike um things you know and it, it just the way it's edited the sound um design and just so much just on a technical level that I really appreciated, but I just also really enjoyed the performance by Joaquin Phoenix and, um, uh, just, yeah, I'm just excited. I just like it. Basically anything that Lynn Ramsey does. Um, she's just really good at making like kind of just hard hitting films, but they're, but you don't come into them thinking they're going to be hard hitting, you know? Right. (laughs) They they don't look like they should be. Like the right. in the cinematography of it, like the lighting of it, or something. Like it doesn't feel like it's supposed to be super hard, you know. But yeah. then, it, mm-hmm. but it always ends up that way. <laughs> yeah, like we need to talk about Kevin in this film. They definitely like they stick with you, you know. Like, yeah, um, I don't know. So yeah, that's my number three. You know, what? that's interesting. I watched that on Amazon, and I don't know. I felt like the sound mix was bad on the dvd i don't know if oh, it was like that in the theater and i really I wish it, that i saw it I in the it theater great. so i could know whether or not some of the sound design was intentional or not yeah because uh, i know she plays with the sound design in there and like what you can hear versus what you can't hear but at home i just thought that my speaker was screwing up so i was totally distracted watching this movie all the way through and i want to give oh, it another no. shot um, yeah that's unfortunate for that reason yeah it was really good in theaters i thought the sound um shit yeah damn yeah you have to check i don't know maybe maybe i wonder if on a different platform or something if that would be different or 
if it pops up on Netflix or, or something. Or getting a DVD or something of it. Yeah. Because I, I had no problems with it when I saw it in theaters. So. Yeah. Nice. I'm not sure. All right. Nice. So uh, do you want to guess what my top two are? I think it's 2001 and um, the house that Jack built. I already said 2001, though. When when was that? Number number 10. 2001 and 70 millimeter. Oh, my shit. number 10. Uh, well, the house that Jack built. Yeah, definitely that one. Um, I feel like this is something that I fucking should know. Like, I should know this. <laughs> Have you mentioned it. it on the podcast? Yes. Fuck. Definitely. I feel like this is going to be kind of like... Like, it's going to be like, oh. Like is, it, maybe... is it a movie we watched for the podcast? No. Okay. So... Oh, oh, I know. <laughs> I know what it is. What is it? I know what it is. It's easy. It's so, super fucking easy. E.T.? Nope. <laughs> you want me to say it? <laughs> yeah, say um, it. Well. Oh, wait. Uh, I, I, if it's number one, don't say it. Maybe. No, I. Okay, we'll I, wait. It's number one. It's we'll number one. Okay, I know okay. it's number one. All right. So, <laughs> number two is the house that Jack built. Yeah. Uh, Byron and I spent a whole episode on this movie, so I don't know how much more we can really say that's Nerds. not redundant. Um, fucking awesome movie. Cannot wait to rewatch it. Might be Von Trier's best movie in my opinion. Um, it's just this crazy culmination, I think, of everything, and it just. Fucking pushes that envelope, man. I'm all about push like the the filmmakers out there that are brave enough to push the envelope are the ones that I admire the most. So, um, and that explains also your number one. Yeah, <laughs> if you if you guess it correctly. Um, oh, I know, it. I know it. Um, oh God, no, I'm, I'm just gonna be thinking about that for the rest of the. Our, our, <laughs> um, it's not a 2018 film. So let's oh, put it okay. that way. So yeah, so oh. yeah, dude. Um, I know, I think I know what it is. I'll, I'll let you guys both guess on the next <laughs> next time around. Okay. Um, but yeah, for all the listeners out there, watch the house that Jack built. Try not to let reviews sway you on what you might think is going to occur in the film. Um, just yeah. really, just give it its chance. Think, um, think, um, divisive versus bad. Uh, yeah. I think that sums up Lars von Trier perfectly. It's like yeah. here's a here's a guy who people are gonna love it or hate it versus, uh, you know, here's people who are just like meh about it. I don't think any. It's kind of like Mother, I think, in, mm-hmm. in that in that same vein. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. It is. It is. Okay. It really is. And it's really <laughs> worth. It's like fair. You got to give it a fair chance. Yeah. I think. Um, and come up with your own. If you don't like it, that's fine. Just come up with your own opinion about it. So, uh, the house that Jack built, number two. Nice. Um, do you guys do have you, any guesses you... for my number two? Dude, I honestly, your list has been so all over the place that I have no fucking idea. I'll, I'll give you a where hint. to go it's, with this one. Um, I watched it the first time this year. <laughs> one we did for the podcast, or did it's, you mention uh, it? No, least? we did not do it for the podcast, and it came out in the '60s. Oh, I know, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Oh, Lawrence okay. Of yeah, Arabia. Because, yeah, um, like that, watching yeah. this film was amazing. Uh, watching it, it at Cinerama, uh, in with the 70 millimeter and you know people make fun of people who are you know gush about 70 millimeter i think that's fine mm-hmm. you can go ahead and make fun of those people but until you, i think until you experience mm-hmm. lawrence of arabia specifically in 70 millimeter i honestly i just don't think it's the same film because like when when you're watching it same with 2001 but when you're watching it at home or on your smaller screen you don't see 
like some of the shots are so pulled back that you can't mm-hmm. like see what's going on in the background and it makes makes the spectacle so much more fascinating when you can see every camel flying in the background of some of these establishing shots i think just for that alone it's worth it and same mm-hmm. with 2001 i i when watching it in in a 70 millimeter um i realized that there were actually people in a lot of these uh <laughs> space shots where the sh- ships were flying around i had no idea there were tiny little people walking around in some <laughs> of those scenes and it was like oh my god this is cool <laughs> like this is this is awesome um and it made it just way more impressive um and it made the slowness of the film um for for both of these movies uh, it made me appreciate uh it a little more because it it, it really let that spectacle hit um so i'm with roger ebert and say movies top 10 movies to see before you die lawrence of arabia in 70 millimeter definitely watch it before you die uh and it still holds up which is insane it's still fascinating um and i think a lot of that has to do with how it's so thematic also um i mean i really wish i could have seen it in 70 yeah for sure it's yeah it's great it's great to watch in, in 70. So I if you've seen it before, go see it in 70 at Cinerama in Seattle. And if you're not a local, then go fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> For people... Okay, so the thing about 70 millimeter, though, is like... It's so ridiculous to search it out, search for it, and and for people who even are not necessarily big into the theater experience themselves... And are of the ilk of like, you know, oh, I could just watch it at home. Why go out to the movie? Especially when in 70, you know, you're probably paying 20, 30 bucks, 20 bucks a ticket yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It, it's different. It really is. And it, it's, it's different because you have to put effort into it. It's like going to a concert with your, you know, with a band that you like. It's like. It's different than listening to the CD at home. I mean, you can have really good speakers or a really good headset, but it's not the same as just experiencing it in a room designed to cater to your senses. You know, yeah. um, and and the and seeing it at Cinerama, there's a full audience mm-hmm. to sit there and watch mm-hmm. it with you. And maybe a lot of those people have seen it before, but they respond to the film. And, like, mm-hmm. having that collective experience is a huge aspect in watching it in 70 millimeter. It is. It is. Yeah. And I talked about how we kind of had one person who was kind of a dick in my 2001 showing. But seeing, like, seeking out a, uh, something like this as opposed to just going to, say, see, like, Halloween, the new Halloween, for example... You're going to get a crowd that is like so much more respectful to watching the film because they are in it to watch the film. Like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's kind of the, the plus side of paying more, too, is that most it's going to filter out a lot of people yeah. who are not willing to pay it. And the people who are are just going to be they're going to be super about it. So I, I'm sad. I haven't seen Lawrence of Arabia like ever yet. Um, I definitely it's really long and I think it would have pressed my patience to watch it but I really wish I would have had a chance it, it to really see it does 70 millimeter. it doesn't feel that long it doesn't I get the feel sense long. that it doesn't but but <laughs> stalker feels longer okay I bet with the pacing and everything else with it and I bet if you're enthralled with it it could it could really help but it's definitely one I I, I regret not seeing that one in particular um, on the big screen because it's being when it was created it was designed for that 
yeah. epic yeah. Yeah. experience of having something just wash over you like that. So, but also like what Keith just said doesn't only like work for seventy millimeter. Like just in like film festivals in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, like, go to any fe- yeah. like Especially just go to festivals. any film festivals. I mean, like support your local film festival or travel and go to a film festival because it's going to be. Like actually seek that out, you know. Right. Like absolutely, should. it's 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 definitely worth your while. If you've never gone before, you don't really know exactly what, how we can describe it, but you're just it's definitely it's like the closest thing I could think of would be like what Keith said is go, going to a concert. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. it's just like there is this electricity there that just you cannot get anywhere else. Right. So it's true. Or, yeah, or like a play. Like going to a play. Right. Or even a play, yeah. When you yeah. fork over 300 bucks to go see Hamilton, I think you could fork over 20 bucks to see a movie mm-hmm. in 70 millimeter. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. It, there's there's something about it. That's probably where a lot of people fall short in, in enjoying um, the film, the theater experience nowadays, is that they, they kind of go about it in a lazy way where it's like, oh, I just... I'm going to catch whatever. I'm not going to think about yeah. it. I'm not going to be critiquing. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm just going to go watch Avengers in, in theaters and then yeah. kind of hate the fact that you watched it. Well, it's like put some effort into it, find a film that you really think you'd like make, make it something to do for yeah. yourself. Make it, you know, make yeah. it, an take your date, yourself, like. take your grandparents, take your parents. <laughs> I honestly, I don't think it takes that much effort. You know, I, I think, I don't think it does either. To what we're saying and what we say. <laughs> I mean, realistically, it's very simple. <laughs> it, it, there is ways to enjoy it, but I think by finding, by putting the extra effort in and doing something like going to a, uh, film festival for example kind of helps renew yeah some yeah of it that. does like wow this is why I, this actually this exists. is why i yeah. like this stuff yeah yeah exactly um all right so that was a little bit long-winded so lawrence of arabia fantastic uh number two pick uh byron uh my number two pick would be this year's loveless um which came out so we know you're number one now yeah <laughs> <laughs> um uh which is by the same director who did leviathan mm-hmm. um nice and it's just just awesome film i mean i liked it for the same reasons i like leviathan it's just nice it's like beautiful in this like really cold way um it's very it's just i don't know it's just so well constructed um and does I just, it end happily or does it end depressing it doesn't end happy no okay cool <laughs> i want to watch it now. <laughs> um yeah it's 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 really good um nice it's it's about the, yeah deconstruction and i don't know it's really cool <laughs> nice, nice that is cool uh, we, should, so, we should watch his films i want to i yeah. want to see all of his films but i yeah just haven't seen any it's like tarkovsky guys though like say. all of his films are two and a half hours or longer except for one uh or maybe two no two um but so all the other ones intense. are long like the banishment is long yeah well loveless isn't that long either actually so the banishment and leviathan are his two long ones the other ones are manageable loveless is about two hours yeah it's over two hours uh so actually one film i should have put in and people might say is um sacrilege i didn't put it in my top 10 but i actually it should be an honorable mention for me is no country okay i did watch that actually you just watched Um, that one just watched it um so honorable mention, no country for old men, and that was actually the first time I'd ever seen it. So nice, check that off the list. Well, Anton Sugar, I know that um, <laughs> a good villain. 
you put so good. the sacrifice in your honorable mentions, but you didn't put stalker. In your no, oh, list. I put sacrifice in my top. Yes, yeah, I didn't really create an honorable mention, oh, but okay. yeah, I think okay. stalker okay. would be an honorable mention. Cool. So would Solaris. Um, dude, literally, the sacrifice made it on my top ten because of the last ten minutes. Of that Sweet, movie. like that's really, awesome. That is so. It's fucking crazy cool. to me. How, uh, that's like yeah. I was straining my patience, and then by the time it got to it, I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> <Right> <laughs> thank right God right. for Tarkovsky, basically. Uh, okay. I, yeah. I want to guess your number one first. Okay, Byron knows what it is. Because I think he Byron knows what it is. He does. Uh, yeah. Um, is it Possession? It is Possession. <laughs> yes. Yes. We both got nice. it right. <laughs> nice. Um, Nailed it. Yeah. My list, I feel like my lists are not... I. I my opinions are out there, so I feel like my lists are not as uh, surprising as they might, as people might want them to be. Your opinions um, are as deep as they are shallow. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I think if um, anyone, any year that someone watches Possession, it has to be in their top five. At least. Like, top it has 10 to be. Least. Top yeah. ten is no question, but top five, you could put it. Like, I mean, like, when Jacob watches it, if it's 2019, he'll ha- have to put that in the top. I I'm, I'll watch I it January 1st. I don't think right it'll at midnight. make his top okay. five. It might. I'll give Kiss and... I'll give Tiffany a kiss. <laughs> I'll give Kissany a tiff, and, um, <laughs> and then we'll plug it in. There you go. I, I don't think it's... I think it's a movie Jacob will respect, but I don't know if it's, like, one that you'll be like, oh, my God. He liked like Gummo, this. man. Gummo yeah, is his top... Gummo's not, like, is, is not horrific, like, Possession. Yeah, though. that's true. Dude, Possession, though, like, I mean, it's it's edging Suspiria. It's kind of, like, on that line of top ten, like, actual. Yeah, Because nice. Suspiria was my number ten, and it's, like, it's right there. It really it's was, so, like... It's so good. You guys have me... You guys have me curious. Dude, it's it was such a revelation, really. It was just see that's what's so hard about the top tens and shit because possession could easily be in my top ten of all time, but I didn't make it in my list this year. Like it didn't make it in my I list. I know it's when hard. You did it, but it's like it could to- it could totally take place, take any of those. Places, Sometimes really, it's like you know? whatever you're feeling right yeah. at the time, like and possession just came around at the right time for me. And dude, I'm looking at your case right now. It's just like. <laughs> Dude, the, it's just, it's so good. It's so good. One of my favorite movies of all time. It just fucking grabs you and rocks you. That tunnel scene is probably one of the greatest scenes ever put on film. Um, the where it goes and how far it goes <laughs> is amazing. Sam Neill. Sam Neill is just so underrated, dude. Um, some And he's been in some of the greatest horror films just ever, like... You know, his I've, I we were talking about this right before recording. Like, Event Horizon might be Sam Neill's greatest role, uh, and still one of the best like sci-fi horror movies ever made. He would have been great in Hereditary as the dad instead of uh, he would have been so instead good, of uh, Gabriel. Uh, yeah, what's his name? He's Gabriel good at Burns. the psycho horror stuff, man. And yeah. in the Mouth of Madness, like where it goes right at the end, is like it's it's really cool. He's he's fucking good at it. Um, but yeah, man, Possession, it's just an important film kind of in my catalog. Uh, just how it was shot, what was shot, the story, just going as far as they go, you know. It's just, like, I would not spend a lot of money. Like, I like to buy Blu-rays yeah, and stuff yeah. for sure. That's one film I would probably say it's that it's just, the cost. is Because what did you it. pay for that? Like, yeah. what, 120 or it something? Was, yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I would, I would do that for that movie. Like, it's... It's fucking so good. So yeah. possession is my number one for this year. All right, Jacob. Um, do we have? Oh, oh wait. Fuck. Do we have a guess for his? 
I have no idea. You might have to give me another hint. <laughs> uh, it came out in 2018. Mm. Um, out in 2018. Some <clears throat> summer, uh, fall. So recent. fairly recent. Fairly recent. Summer or fall. Probably oh, God. Late summer. If Byron can't get it, then I probably can't get uh, it. It's, I, uh, a, it's an A24 film. Oh, fuck. Um, not Florida Project. No, that came out last year. Oh, did oh, it come out last year? Fuck. Um, A24. I should get this. This is fucking... This should be like... Well, you already said Hereditary. It's not Hereditary, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a horror. I would say it's a... I wouldn't imagine it's horror, yeah. I'd say oh. it's a drama. Have you seen, like, Moonlight. Boy Erased? No, or... Uh, was Moonlight last year? Yeah, uh, yeah. two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, remember that won the won the Oscar for yeah with, the, with Walla Land and the that was the year before or that was the year before yeah yeah Manchester by the Sea no that was the year <laughs> before that was the, that, it, that was Moonlight <laughs> year God damn yeah. it. which direction oh, are you God. going <laughs> it, oh fuck this is pissing me off man because I should totally get this. another hint um let's see um a comedian. It's a comedian's directorial debut. Oh, mid nineties. No, no, Fuck. not Jonah uh, Hill. But that's very close. Oh, I know it. Fuck, I, I just I'm looking God at the list though. Damn it. This one, really? Yeah, it's, you know it. I am spacing out, man. Okay, what comes? What? Uh, so if you're in high school, <laughs> Jake, your oh, favorite time of year. If you're oh, not yet in high school, um, eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yeah, yeah that's eighth the one. grade. I, uh, nice. I I really like this movie. Um, I'm a huge, and I think a big part of this is that I'm such a fanboy of um, uh, Bo Burnham, <laughs> of the guy that I can't remember Bo his Burnham. name right now because I'm thinking about this film too much. Bo uh, Burnham, Bo Burnham. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm such a huge Bo Burnham fan, <laughs> so much so that I can't remember his name. Um, but uh, I I just I love this movie, and it it resonated with me, and I feel like it. It said so much about um, people, not necessarily who are in eighth grade, but just people who have anxiety um, or, um, you know, people who, who don't know what they want um, and are trying or they, they think they want something, but then they actually end up wanting something else at the end. I don't know. It, it was just well put together. The uh, The cast was amazing. The dad was really funny. Uh, the, the main... Uh, girl in it um lc fisher i think is her name mm-hmm. uh she just kills it and um i just one of the best performances i saw this year was from her um in that movie and i think a a, a big part of it is just letting herself be who she is um nice. is, is is what made that performance so great um and i'm really curious where her career goes after this to see like where she lands, um, if at all, if if she even does keep the acting going. But I, I really I see her, I see her falling in line with like um, like the New York art house world. Like I see her doing like shit like that. I think she's that kind of an actor. Um, she seems kind of like she might follow the same path as um, uh, wow! I literally just saw her face, Elle Fanning. Oh yeah, okay. like an elf fan. I get sort of that vibe. Yeah, yeah. Or who's the guy? Who's the guy in uh, Predestination? And what the fuck is that guy's name? Predestination. Yeah, Good are you googling? Um, are you googling it? I'm trying to. Um, Noah, Noah Taylor. Do-do. No, that's not Noah Taylor. No, the main actor. Ethan, 
Ethan Hawke? Ethan Hawke, yeah. I feel like she's like Ethan Hawkey. Not in, um, not in their type of acting or anything like that, but maybe more so in like who I, I'm, my guess is that she'll become this actor who has a lot of pull and is maybe doing her own side projects, uh, more, uh, still as an actor, but as a producer and as a, as a filmmaker, I, I, she just seems like a witty person. So huge fan of her. Um, can't wait to see what else nice. that she has. And obviously Bo Burnham is, um, you know, such a, such an icon now, you know, he has such a great voice that really represents what a lot of people are thinking and feeling, uh, now. So, yeah, I heard that eighth grade really captures that time period. Like, unlike any other film, really. (laughs) you mean like today? Yeah. It captures the today of that, of people, of kids going through like that stage in life. Basically. It, it does in like a superficial way, I would say, but I, I think like the, the, ideas of like what the kids are going through are it is totally timeless um like the, the experiences that they're doing but superficially i would say yes that is right like because she's on instagram she's um she's around some beta males you know um like there's a bunch of <laughs> stuff in there um so sure. that that is like of today so but it's good it's a good movie awesome glad to have that one on your list because it's it's definitely so different um, yeah, because I know where Byron's going with his top, <laughs> his number one. So, um, yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice to see that. I think it, eighth grade is not the type of film that I would necessarily watch, but I'm glad you brought it up as something that listeners should watch. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, I, I think maybe I will see. I it. think I you know. should watch it. I don't. I don't know if you would like it. I would guess that you would just be like, eh, about about it. Um, but uh, I, I would be curious to hear what your thoughts I think my, are. I think my girlfriend would like it. So it's one of those things where I'd probably watch it and then be like, oh. It's not bad. Not as bad as I thought. Yeah, I think that it—that's totally what you would think. I still haven't seen Lady Bird, and I feel like it's one of those films like Lady Bird for me. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I should see I, it. I just I haven't seen it yet. You know, but what it's I mean? not like Lady Bird. It's it not, might be it's, better than Lady Bird. It is better. I think it's better than. Oh, Lady it's better. Bird. Wow. Like Damn. I think it's. Okay. I just don't think. I mean, I think Lady Bird is like good and stuff, but I feel like it was just like. I just don't think it's as. I think Lady Bird isn't isn't as good as Eighth Grade. Uh, I think Eighth Grade is way more powerful I'm, I'm, I'm and comes from a shame. way more human um, place. Like, uh, like I feel like the anxiety of Lady Bird was not actual anxiety for where Eighth Grade the the little kid anxiety is actually coming from someone who experienced that. Don't worry, when we have Greta Gerwig on our podcast, uh, I'll let her know how you feel about it. No, I mean, I'll say the exact opposite when she comes out. I'll be like, yeah, Lady Bird's the best film of all time, top ten. I'll lay it out for Greta Gerwig. I mean, fuck it. Let's go. Come on the podcast and let's talk. Oh, God. I won't be on that episode. I'll just, I'll steer clear. You guys can talk to her. What's out, man? What's out? <laughs> that's what, stand that's by who your I convictions. Accept who I am. <laughs> All right, um, but yeah, Shit, I think it's the house that Jack built for for the. Yeah, it's definitely the house there. that Jack built. You haven't said it yet, so yeah, hundred percent that. <laughs> It'll have. To, it has to be. I mean, I'm just a big Lars von Trier fan, and I just it's just so well done. Everything about it. Um, it. I don't think it will be my number one of the year. I think climax might take that, or maybe the favorite. 
or maybe even Vox Lux. I'm not sure. But I'm feeling if those come out in 2018, uh, yeah, they'll, I'll, one of those might take the cake, but it could be that was the check build too. Um, this is so good. Uh, Lars Rentier proves again that he still has it. But yeah, um, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> uh, Keith and I talked uh, for about this movie for a whole episode. Um, mm-hmm. So if you want more, check that episode out. <laughs> yeah. So and thanks. Were, were, okay. were there any films that you guys like? You guys have said like Climax, The Favorite, The Mule, Fox Lux. Were Were there any other films that like? you haven't seen but you think might be contenders for your top 10 yeah i think a star is born is one i think um mid 90s is one i really want to check out yeah um uh god there's there's a number um i think the favorite the favorite me, the favorite yeah. climax um i want to see looks all right but i don't know if it's gonna be like destroyer roma destroyer yeah. roma i'm I really yeah i'm actually really excited about roma because uh it's supposed to be devastating yeah like i've heard that by the end like you'll be fucked up which i'm like hell yeah i'm <laughs> like i want to like i want to like yeah i just want to see what he does oh, um, on Coron, nice. so yeah i'm definitely excited about roma and destroyer for sure destroyer That's, seems like it could be really um, good yeah. i feel like to me destroyer is one of those movies that i want to see but i don't think is gonna be like as good as breaking the barriers oh, okay. like i wanted to but at the same time I don't know. I've been surprised yeah. before. Yeah. So, um, the mule for me, I think would be all right. I don't yeah. think it's going to be anything like, you know, it's not going to be like fucking, Oh, which is an honorable mention. Um, what's the one we uh, did? The high plains drifter. Well, high it's plains not going to be like, yeah. it's not going to be like classic fucking Eastwood. Right. But right. it's probably still going to be pretty right. good. Um, kind of trying to look at a list here. I'd like to see boy erased. Yeah. Boy erased looks good. Um, Widows might make it in. Um, widows is good. I think you'll really like Widows. Yeah, I think you. I think you I really think will. You'll like Widows a lot. Yeah, Keith. I think so too. I like heist movies quite a bit. Um, Here, I have a couple films. I'll just list some of mine while you're looking, Keith. Um, I haven't seen Bre- Buster Krugs. Oh, Buster Scruggs. Oh yeah, Buster Scruggs. Scruggs yeah. All right. Buster Scruggs. Yeah. yeah, that looks good. <laughs> House of Jack Build, obviously. Uh, Mandy still haven't seen. Isle of Dogs. That was something that. Oh, that was oh, pretty good. That one I feel like I'd like quite a bit. That was pretty yeah. good. I like. I yeah. like Wes Anderson. Yeah. I'm a that big fan, and I like his so little. Sure animation too so mm-hmm. I, I almost I was, watched that yeah. on the plane but then <laughs> tiffany was like do you want to watch a movie together and we settled on jurassic world 2 which was not good um <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good sorry shit. tiffany you can't pick films anymore <laughs> no, she i mean we're we're both huge chris pratt fans you know in general mm-hmm. he's uh she's like he's funny and i'm like he's attractive so you know it works <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right um wildlife i wrote that on here um can't remember what that is but it's supposed to be good i guess oh, um God, i know i've heard the new will yeah. ferrell holmes and watson i feel like that'll be pretty good <laughs> i'm really excited for that uh unsane um unsane yeah i've heard some i've heard back and forth yeah, things it was about all filmed one. on cell phones it's filmed on iphones yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i'm just i'm really i like soderbergh i'm just such soderbergh a soderbergh is, fan yeah. um mm-hmm. and i but not apparently not enough to go see this movie <laughs> well it's i think it's on amazon prime right yeah. now so yeah it just, is it's yeah it's right there um overlord possible i've heard good oh, things about the newer, newer ones. yeah oh yeah um so that one might have made it at least into an honorable mention for me it's supposed to be really good it's hard to yeah. say i'm a big fan of that series um 
I've heard good things. The Go, last like, couple like have been Nation great. Ro- Ghost whatever, Protocol and Rogue Nation are, That's what it is, were yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah they so were I've good. Heard. Um, sorry to bother you is on here. Black Klansman's on here. Oh yeah, oh, sorry Black, to bother you was good. I yeah. Oh, I forgot about I, Black Klansman would be I an honorable seen mention Black for Klansman me. Yet. Yeah, I'd like Shit. to see that one still. That one, it was good. Sorry to bother you yeah. is definitely worth watching for sure yeah. too. That one's pretty funny. But yeah, fuck man, Black Klansman was great. Uh, good call. Denzel Washington's son does a really good job in the movie, and he's Damn. nominated for a Golden Globe. Yeah, I want to see Black Klansman. Damn. Nice. Um, I also have Vice on here. Overlord, oh, yeah, and Mary Vice. Poppins Returns. Overlord, really? I don't know if Overlord. I definitely want to see Overlord. It's supposed to be better than it, like marketed. Yeah, yeah it was marketed. supposed to be like pretty good. Yeah, it seems but, like my kind of. I'm I'm really into the Cloverfield thing, and except for Cloverfield Paradox, which is the, the shittiest movie of the year, I think. Um, <laughs> God, movie was, that movie offended me, um, but. <laughs> But it, it does feel Cloverfieldy, but even though it's not technically in the Clo- Cloverfield universe, um, it do, it still has that same feeling that I got from the original. Um, so I think that's cool. I get the feeling that First Reformed would have made it into my top ten. Yeah, you'll really like it, one. man. It's yeah. really good. Um, a Quiet Place for me was all right. You could watch it if you want, but you're yeah, not missing right. out if you like don't see it. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one is like if you don't see it in theaters, and it's. Unless you watch out. it with like twenty people, I just don't know if it's worth watching. But if I you agree. get a bunch of people together, I think that would be really fun. I haven't seen Annihilation yet, but I feel like that probably would have made it. That one's really to, good. Um, that, that one's mentions. good. I'm I'm a huge Alex Garland uh, fan after seeing his films, um, but I I didn't put it on my honorable mention. If I felt like there was better films, For I sure. had um, a Prayer Before Dawn as an honorable honorable mention, and I feel that Keith would really like that. It's a really good um, film. I know you've seen the trailer for it. I think. Oh yeah, this yeah. So it, I was looking this one. It's up. really that good. It seems kind of interesting. The story seems kind of interesting. Oh, you know what I forgot is um, Coco, that came out this year, right? Or no? Yeah, Coco did. The Pixar. Uh, I would have yeah, put that in my it. honorable mentions for sure. That movie's really good. Nice. I also really like the Outlaw King, on Netflix. Oh. Outlaw King, one? nice. It's a uh, Chris Pine. It's directed oh, by the guy yeah. who did uh, Hell or High Water. Yeah, that was good. I've seen that. The girl one. That movie looks in the good. Sp- yeah, the girl in the Spider's Web was really good too. I actually like that. Uh, blind Spotting was really good. Oh, Blind um, Spotting. I, f- I feel uh. like um, Jacob will really like that movie. Yeah, I have to watch yeah. Blind Spotting. Yeah, dude, it's it's. I thought I think I think it's better than um, Black Klansman actually. Oh, and it's nice. And it's I, and I think it's better than Sorry to Bother You. That's nice. cool. Oh, you um, know what movie slipped under my radar was Upgrade. Did you guys watch Upgrade? Oh, I want to see Upgrade too, <laughs> heard, the Blumhouse one. I've heard like that it's a fun movie to watch. So yeah, I, I do want to see lo- that It one. seems like a John Wick kind of uh, genre fun gun kata mm-hmm. thing. I want. I, d- I definitely want to check that one out for yeah, sure. Look at that one. Um, I'm a picky bitch though, so when it comes to movies, so for me, it's like the stuff that comes out. I'm usually not as interested. You, should, you know what I mean? It's you hard. Should, you should check out Hold the Dark. It's on I, want, I do want to see that yeah, one. I've heard, that heard, heard, it's it's so I've heard good odd. and bad things about it. So it's like very odd. Like it's yeah. it's one that we'll have to take repeat viewings to understand. Well, there's also Jeremy Solnier who did. Yeah. Um, he did Blue Ruin. Blue Ruin and, and, Green, and Room, uh, right? Green Room. And we almost watched Green Room actually. Um, that was on our. Uh, I don't remember what else we watched in lieu of that. I think it was No Country. Oh, okay. So Green Room is. So have you seen almost. it yet? Green Room? No, oh, you yet. haven't seen Green no, Room yet. No, that's all. It was this close to watching it. 
that, that would definitely have made your top ten. <laughs> but it wasn't this yeah, year. It, I think it oh, would be. Tr- it wouldn't. Have, wouldn't. Have, it's not this year though. So no. But be. I mean for. But you you haven't seen it yet, you right? Think top so, ten of all time? No, no, no. Top ten. No, of the oh, it yeah, could have yeah, made. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It could have. I think. It, I think it would be too, Keith. I think it's your kind of movie. Yeah, it definitely is my kind of movie. It's yeah, fucking absolutely. awesome. I'll probably. I'd may, I might try and watch that in the next couple of days. We'll see. Um. All right. So this is a little bit longer for a happy hour, but I'm glad we got through it. Um. I'll try to make up some kind of graphics, uh, uh showing our top ten for 2018 too. That way, people can kind of look at it and and either write it down or whatever they want to do in case you forget um as the episode has gone on that'll be on facebook uh, yeah we'll try and post that on facebook there so um yeah so i think we wrap it up there Uh, if you have any questions or opinions uh go ahead and shoot us an email btvfilmspodcast at gmail.com if you like the show please take some time uh wherever you listen you know press that rate press the stars uh, it's really quick. All you gotta do is, is tap on it. Uh, if you want to go even further, review the show. You know, let people know what you think. Uh, we're hugely appreciative of all the people who've been listening to the show uh, since the beginning and recently as well. The House of Jack built is becoming one of our most listened to episodes. So, uh, <laughs> really <yeah>. appreciate it. <laughs> uh, to everyone who's been listening. Um, <laughs> And uh, we'll try and create content that's, you know, we, we, I think we've all liked the contemporary content a little bit. So trying to yeah. kind of open that up and have more contemporary discussion is definitely nice. Some um, controversial films, too. Contra- just, yeah, controversial just, helps, too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It helps. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, you can also follow us on Letterboxd at Jacob Fultz, Byron Gouette, G-O-U-E-T-T-E, and Hyperion Creator for me. Uh, so by the time of this re- episode release, the next episode I think will be Byron's birthday picks. Okay. Unless there's a kind of happy hour in between that. Uh, with the holidays, it's a little funky, so we'll see kind of what we can record. But uh, since your birthday is kind of right at the beginning of January, it'll be your picks. I don't know what those are yet. I have so some ideas. I have some ideas. I've you'll been... have to narrow it down to two. I think I have um, one picked. I think Keith will be excited. I don't know about what Jacob. is it. What's the one? What, <laughs> yeah, what, what do you want to do? I think I. I think I want to do uh, uh, Salo. Salo. Hundred twenty oh, days of so- Sodom. <laughs> what do is you want to go? <laughs> I don't even Salo, know. What that the hundred twenty days. Oh shit! Of Sodom. Really? Yeah. Let's do oh, it. So, oh. Oh yeah. Okay. I know hey, that do you want to do it for that. your birthday, or should we save it for an extreme episode? I will. I don't care either way. I mean, it might be better to split it up because an extreme episode. I don't know. For when we yeah. con- conceptualize extreme, my thoughts were a Serbian film and solo. Okay. For the two, but if you want to do it, then you should do it. So. <laughs> yeah, about we can it. Always, if yeah. we do it for your birthday, we can always talk about it in our extreme episode. That way, it's we can true. Talk about three it's episodes, true. three movies. Yeah, good point. Because we could do like irreversible for extreme, extreme as well. Yeah, oh, that'd be good. Um, but it's also in the yeah. no way thing, so it depends it's on where true. we want to fit yeah. it in. Um, anyway, especially with Climax coming up. But you choose what you yeah. want to choose. So potentially, maybe Solo yeah. 120 Days of Sodom. <laughs> I am really interested to see that movie. I wouldn't say I'm thrilled to see that movie. or super stoked, <laughs> but I am very interested to watch it. It's actually um, really good. I, I mean, I've I heard that's good. really like it. I've heard that's yeah. good. Um, but it's very intense, so fair warning. Uh, we'll let you know exactly what the films are on Facebook, as well as post our list of uh, 2018's top 10s. Uh, stay tuned after the break for this week's Pitch Fest, which will be uh, loose adaptations of some of the films on our list. So uh, stick around for that. Cheers. Thanks, guys.
Bye. <laughs> kind of. Stay around. Don't leave. He said <laughs> bye, but don't yeah. leave. <laughs> Shit. <laughs>
Uh, or what's your title? The title is called You Are Here to Stay. <laughs> is it? So this is uh You Were Never Really Here. Lynn Ramsey yeah, you are here yeah. to stay. I'm glad our, all of our titles are just like plays <laughs> off of the movie. Yeah, they're all, they're all yeah. God damn it. They're, they're all really <laughs> yeah. lame titles. We are <laughs> not the most creative people. All right, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm ready. All right, and go. Joe and Nina escape New York and find Haven in Connecticut, where they set up in a small apartment. After a few weeks, the FBI manhunt for both of them becomes increasingly intense and corners them at a gas station. After suffering a shotgun blast to the chest, Joe hijacks a semi-truck and is forced to leave Nina behind. He then has to hatch a plan to rescue her again. Wow. Nice. You guys rolling in with the short pitches this time. (laughs) So that that is pretty much a, a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of tough. Um, can I pass? <laughs> uh, let's see, Laurel, Suburbia, or... So what was yours again? Uh, you Are Here to Stay. You Are Here to Stay. <laughs> I actually like that title for um, a sequel to that movie. <laughs> I think that's a really cool title. Um, man. Um... I guess I guess I'll have to go with Byron's because I would like to see that movie story extended. I feel like yeah. it just wasn't enough there. Like I wish because it's only like a ninety-minute movie, so that's pretty short. Like this could actually just be added on. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> yeah. cool to see that story extended. So I guess I'll go with yours. So that's pretty it, much it. Does my feel only like reason. there is more to explore with mm-hmm. that story too? Yeah. yeah, with the characters and everything. It definitely leaves a lot opened. In also, an interesting way. Absolutely. I also don't remember how it ended. So oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I cool, gotta cool. gotta look that up again. But um, yeah, I'll go with Byron's this week. Uh, what do you think, Jacob? Um, I <laughs> I think these are both really good <laughs> in <laughs> in different ways. Um, but I think I would be way more interested in seeing yours, Keith, because. <laughs> Because it's it's it sounds like it could be really awesome or really shitty. And I I'm down to just figure it out. I would as say I'm like 25 percent awesome, 75 percent yeah. shitty. Because I mean, it, it would be cool if, if like I've I've been hoping for like like I there's so many of these like extended universes out here now, and um, it's and they're just they're so corporate and shitty now. Um, but some of them like still look really good. But I, th- I think where the interesting ones are for me is like where um, Shalomon is, you know, is doing his trilogy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's like an interesting like universe that he's uh, creating, and I- I'd be curious if he extends that at all, um, or if the I don't think the studio would ever extend it. But uh, I- I'd be curious to see if there's other things in that world. Um, but um, but yeah, I'm just I'm down for the giant crossover. That sounds <laughs> it sounds so TV. You know, it and it, I feel like <laughs> I feel like it could be really good. I don't know. Destined for Netflix. As, as I'm talking, I'm kind of changing my mind here, but I'll just stick with the, the keys. I'll stick with keys. Stop talking about it. <laughs> oh, man, okay, Byron's up. So do you tie it? But I still, I still do like yours, Byron. But. um that for that movie like i'd have to watch it again because like yeah. i don't think i'd ever watch it again it, it, except you guys keep telling me how good it is 
so now I'm like, well, I have to like watch it, but with better sound. Yeah, like, yeah. But yeah. I, I think otherwise, I'd just be like, no. Yeah, like, eh. yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, fuck. Um. A part of me wants to tie it, but. <laughs> 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 but. I guess kind of like Jacob Otsuko Key. Because it sounds it sounds kinda of like a train wreck, but it's a train wreck that I wanna sit through. Like yeah. like I mean, I am a huge Nicolas Cage fan, but at the same time I understand that he kind of I hate saying this, but he kinda of downgrades certain <laughs> movies now. Like, yeah. Like, because Mandy had nowhere to go but up with well, that story. No, no, I mean, <laughs> he works perfectly fine in Mandy, but if you put Nicolas Cage in a Lars von Trier film, if you put if you put that Nic- sounds like, like a match made in heaven. Like, actually, like <laughs> if done right, it would be. But if you put Nicolas Cage in the house that Jack built, it really wouldn't work. You know. So don't put it in the house that Jack but, built. But <laughs> but but what you've done is you've combined <laughs> these three extremely awesome movies. Four. Or four. And yes, Spirit of Possession and uh, House Jack, Bill, and Mandy, that they. that I kind of want to see it all work. And I think it could. Helmed by someone that really knows what they're doing. <laughs> so, not me. <laughs> well, no. I just. No, pitch, I, mean, I pitched the idea out to someone who could actually no, write I mean, and direct. It could, it could totally be you. It just. It, you'd have to have a very strong vision of how you're going to balance like Nicolas Cage with Matt Dillon with Dakota Johnson Dakota Johnson and, and Isabella Johnny you know like <laughs> Sam you Neal. have such strong memorable things going on with all four of those movies that Tilda Swinton. how do you balance that shit out you know what I mean like dude Tilda Swinton and Nick Cage or does Tilda Swinton play all the characters and then <laughs> she does actually she, Tilda Swinton plays Nicolas Cage <laughs> <laughs> This God. is the greatest crossover in movie history now. <laughs> like, I mean, you could fuck with that, though, because it would actually play with possession. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you could, you could, it would actually work in weird ways. So, yeah, I, I guess I'll go with that just because it sounds so much like so much fun. But I do like Jacob's, too. I, I did like how succinct it was and also kind of how you also kind of touched on, like, eighth grade Uh yeah. you know a little bit with this so i could sure. kind of i could see how much that kind of that film probably spoke to you um which is kind of cool i haven't seen that film yet so i now now that i know that it, you liked it as much as you did i kind of want to see it more now cool thanks yeah. man nice yeah uh now that you guys have voted for mine for the record i don't think this would work at all <laughs> <laughs> I think see i don't think it would either but no, that's what but i, I kinda, voted for i want to see it though you know like because I, just... I think it's a horrible idea that could be really great <laughs> well, you spend like 200 million dollars and make like two million back right <laughs> but i mean like if you think like the i'm down for those hard bets dude. killer clowns from outer space i mean how ridiculous that right? concept is but just it actually true. works in it's a true. weird fucking terrible way it's true <laughs> And I would shoot it so that all of Jack's scenes are shot like Von Trier's cinematography and yeah. no other scenes are shot like that. <laughs> yeah. 
And then you have a random scene where the shutter speed is beyond low. Yeah. It makes no yeah. sense. When Nicolas Cage shows up, it's just this really bad stutter step. Yeah. And Tom York is singing. Yeah, Tom, Tom York. He does the, Nicolas does Cage, the whole track. Nicolas man. Cage is like singing along to it. In like the like complete death battle style. It was actually Tilda Swinton playing Nicolas Cage singing to it. It's actually just like a guitar axe. Yeah. Well, the sword is based on that on that guitar from that band. Uh, 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 Vi- not Venom. Fuck. Um, oh yeah, I'm sure that the Swedish, that axe is based on the Swedish yeah. death metal band guitar. Uh, fuck, I forget. The There's name. guitars that are literally in the shape of the axe. Yeah. So. Man, greatest crossover in movie history right here. Damn. Who would have thought? We figured it out. Claiming copyright on this podcast right now. Yep. You're copywriting the films Mandy. (laughs) And you're copywriting all the original films right now. Oh, oh man. All right. Um, Cool. I take this one this week. I feel like it's been a while, actually. Since before. It's been kind of an even pretty spread. It's been kind of back and forth for a while. It's been nice, yeah. It's been nice. So, uh... Um, yeah, so next week, or I think by the time this is released, it should be Byron's birthday episode right around there. Oh, so, God. Um, check out those <laughs> yeah. films, whatever they are. Check out Facebook, um, and we'll let you know what those are. Uh, and thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye.